Morning, everybody. Jerry Archer here. And uh, Sunday, playing a little gospel music um, and uh, kicking back a little bit. Looks like a beautiful day here in San Francisco. The sun is out. Uh, looks like it's going to be a pleasant time. And so uh, getting ready to rock and roll. Always usually on uh, Sundays, go meet with some of my Vietnam vet buddies. Uh, a unique thing about us, just a few of us, that we were in the absolute same unit uh, in Vietnam. And so it's really quite uh, quite uh, remarkable that somehow or another about half a dozen or so of us ended up here in in uh, the Bay Area, really, most uh, not too far uh, removed. So uh, that really is something. Well, how are you doing today? You know, thinking about the Myers-Briggs always, because that's the reason I'm here. You know, I always think, uh, here you take the Myers-Briggs either with a big or full test, 166 questions, what they call forced choice, meaning you have to answer every one of them, or a shorter version of 126. And from that, you get a profile. It's a four-letter profile, and you can either be an extrovert, introvert, sensing, uh, judging, no, sensing, uh, intuitive, uh, thinking, feeling, uh, judging, perceptive. Union terms are borrowed by the two sisters, uh, Elizabeth Myers and Isabel Briggs. And I probably got those backwards because I never can remember. The first book I ever read about the Myers-Briggs after I began to get hooked more and more was Please Understand Me. And so a great explanation about uh, what the letters mean from that book. Um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name already, but it's it's called Please Understand Me. So really quite good. But if you go in, you get hooked uh, on the Myers-Briggs, uh, realize, hey, this really tells you something that uh, about yourself and about the people that you're involved with and how you act and how you react. I mean, it's a self-educating tool. And... Uh, it's uh, used by a lot of corporations, uh, used or, or at least plagiarized versions of it, which uh, are okay or at least certainly don't bother me. And so, you know, I wrote a little small book, uh, really uh, not, not very well done, called The Personality Factor. Only about two of us in all of America read it. But what the hey, just uh, driving on there. Well, we are still... In the uh, pandemic, uh, and uh, at least uh, without sounding discouraging, uh, there doesn't seem to be any anything in sight. I mean, any relief in sight in terms of uh, the thing ended. The, I guess uh, where we're going is a vaccine. That's the only case. And then when you've got all those issues and problems about that, someone said to me, if we get a vaccine, will you take it? Of course. Hey, I'll be the first in line. And uh, you have to trust the science to it. That is something that can be useful. And, uh, and you know, this thing has to get over at some time. We're not talking about just America. We're talking about worldwide. And, of course, uh, my personal belief is that we wouldn't be where we are today if we'd had the proper leadership in the White House. I mean, we had somebody there, meaning like Trump, who uh, sloughed it off, who made fun of it, who called it a hoax, uh, that we've got it under control, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And even 
to the degree that uh, that uh, the White House knew about the deadly aspect of it and didn't tell anybody. And of course, now we have uh, about 240,000 deaths to the coronavirus. These are people who would not have died. I mean, there's a, a fellow Americans. I would be, if these were one of my relatives, I would be so incredibly incensed. I'm incensed enough as it is. That uh, and and it really is some sad. You read some sad stories, and I always watch uh, uh, the news hour at night when they do a profile of a half a dozen or so who have died. And wonderful, remarkable people who did not have to die if we'd had the proper leadership. And someone who's a real, a real uh, Trump supporter will say, "Well, you can't blame it on uh, Trump." Well, yes, we can either directly or indirectly, and it hasn't changed. And what really fascinates me, I can't believe that we have come to this election when when the president literally is still seriously in contention. I mean, I'm amazed. What? Who are these people who, who would vote for someone who lies, who uh, shades the truth on everything, uh, and uh, who is a narcissist to the max. Who, who are these people? You know, my prediction and hope, you heard this here first, is that what we're going to see is an absolute landslide for Biden. You know, I, and I'm basing that on the idea that we had all these early voters and these were people with a purpose, and the purpose is to, to get... Uh, the president out of the White House. Uh, it's going to take some time because you can rest assured that he is not going to go easily into the night. If you have any idea that he's going to salute, march on, and do like presidents and everybody has done before him, a peaceful transition of power, uh, you can forget that. You can forget that. Hey, I don't want to get too fired up here this morning. Just go for the relax. I'll be listening to a lot of news while I'm driving this morning. And so, listen, you have a, have a good Sunday. Uh, God bless you. And uh, God bless America always out here.